okay, how did I then attract a man that was already so tantric so that I had the luxury of getting invited onto the path myself instead of me having to be the initiatress in that sense. However, what I had been doing in all the years leading up to me meeting him and having this invitation of of walking this path together and and going on this beautiful co-creation journey was that I had done so much work to really become clear on what it is. Welcome to the Feminine Way podcast. My name is Dika and I'm a Tantra teacher. I'm on a mission to make Tantra and Tantric wisdom modern and down to earth. And I support and work with feminine leaders and entrepreneurs to use this wisdom in their daily lives, relationships, and businesses to activate more love, intimacy, and pleasure. In this episode, I answer a common struggle women share to me about, which is I really want to do Tantra together, but he's not up for it. What do I do? In order to answer this question, I dive into some tantric history on the phenomenon of the tantric initiatress and share the key thing women can do to invite men onto the tantra path. I talk about feminine leadership and how to become a match for deep love and connection in your relationships. Now, make sure to listen to the very, very end, as after recording this episode, Modestas, my partner, gave another beautiful insight from the masculine perspective, which I ended up recording and adding as an epilogue. And you for sure don't want to miss out on that essential information. Now, grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Welcome to a new podcast episode. This episode is inspired by a question I quite often receive from people or women that really feel called and want to join a Tantra training specifically designed for couples. However, their partner is saying no or is doubting or resistant and is not really on the same team on the same page and as excited on when it comes to joining a Tantra training. And so then what to do? Because... If my partner doesn't come with me, then then how do I do this work together? How can I still learn about Tantra? Now, of course, you can learn about Tantra by yourself, something I highly recommend. And for sure, there is something really special on walking the Tantra path and learning about Tantra together with your partner. Like doing these teachings together is absolutely magical and transforming for your relationship. And I believe many of these tools and principles should been taught to us in high school uh, because they're just basic things on relationship skills, communication skills, how to understand men, how to understand women when it comes to sexuality, understanding how we work and how to create this bridge between the two, um, between the two opposites. So specifically, one of the biggest opposites in this life is men and women. (laughs) Um, And so for sure, I believe Tantra can offer so much to a relationship Um, but of course yeah what to do when your partner is not really up for that task then then what are you left with now first of all I want to dive a little bit into the history of Tantra just to understand um, something really beautiful because the feminine and the women used to be the initiatresses when it comes to Tantra so women initiate the masculine the feminine initiates the masculine or women initiate men and invite men on to this tantra path now the reason for that is that you could see tantra as this beautiful temple and the temple has two big pillars um, so one pillar is love and devotion the other big pillar is uh, meditation and witnessing now 
these two in Tantra, what we say, or the word Tantra basically stands for merging together of opposites to find the ultimate truth. So if you could visualize Tantra as this beautiful temple based on these two principles, then the door into that temple is through the heart. Um, so in Tantra, often we work also with the chakra system and how I like to see the chakra system um, for those specifically that are like, oh, but I don't know, chakras energy maybe a little bit too woohoo um don't worry because actually the chakra systems you can see them as life themes human aspects of yourself that like they're aspects of you which you're very very familiar with or will bump into it's like a theme of your life what you will bump into in your into your life at some point or another so for example the root chakra is all about the topic of safety and security it's linked to sexuality your instinctual primal nature then for example the second chakra is um all about emotional fluidity and your menstruation cycle and this cycle of life and death uh, it's also about yeah this this water element so so flowing and fluidity, um, being able to, to feel, to sense, it's linked to sensuality as well. Then the third chakra, the, the life's theme or the gift from that, it's all about power and vulnerability and how they come together to find the balance between the two. And it's really learning to become vast enough to hold all contradictions. I love this statement so much because this is really a skill, starting to learn that nothing is just black and white or right and wrong, uh, but to start seeing that in one way something can be right and the thing that you might consider wrong can actually also be right or the other way around like it doesn't there's no like final black and white even though our mind would love to have this super clear distinction of like this is right and forever this will be right and this can never be wrong or this is always black and it can never be white always stays black now that's not how life works you'll see that there's all these different aspects and part of yourself and yeah, the, the challenge is to become vast enough in your being in this sense of in your own uh, presence, in your acceptance, in your love to, to hold all these contradictions, to not judge constantly. Then we have the heart, which is all linked to uh, unconditional love, compassion, empathy, nurturing. Again, a life theme you'll like be connected to at some point in your life, whether you like it or not. The throat linked to the lesson and the life theme of speaking your truth and co-creation, um, specifically co-creation with the divine, something higher than yourself and not just co-creation with your ego and all the things that your ego thinks that it wants and that you need. To the third eye connected to your intuition, to the sense of uh, knowing without knowing. We all have this this power within us and we actually um, whether we're aware of it or not tend to actually follow that already and be connected to something which is pulling us forward with something that is guiding us something that we're aligned to so that's linked to this and then we have the crown uh, connected to really becoming one um, deep spirituality connection to something higher than ourselves so all these parts all these lessons are part of who we are but now specifically when we're looking at this chakra system we also have something which we call positive polarities specifically some of these centers are masculine positive polarities some of these centers are more um, feminine positive polarities so you could see them as feminine power centers masculine power centers what I found extremely cool when I got this taught was that it physically is represented in the body because you can 
see the shape of our body, so specifically differences between men and women. For example, the root chakra, so connected to sexuality, instinctual nature, the masculine offers a gift here. This is their power center of men. And you can see that because there's literally a penis, a lingam going outside of the body. So it's like an outwards going force, a giving force, a power center. For the feminine, it's receptive. We're literally having our vagina going inwards. And so we receive the gift of the masculine when it comes to this topic. Now, the lower belly for the feminine, that's a power center. Now, it it actually is research that we tend to have as women 20% more body fat often is located around our belly because we like, yeah, our body naturally wants to soften around our power center. And also when we grow a baby, because basically this power center is connected to life and death, the ability to give life connected to emotional fluidity because emotions arise from this tension field between life and death. And so when we grow a baby, that's our belly grows. So again, power center. So I could continue, but I'm not going to do that and give that full lecture in this podcast episode. But I just wanted to quickly explain, because this is really important to understand why the feminine is the initiatress when it comes to inviting men onto the path of Tantra. Because as I said before, basically the heart is the door into the temple of Tantra. The reason for that being is that the heart chakra is basically the middle chakra. And so there's three chakras lower, below the heart and three chakras above so it's the the center point and you can see the lower chakras as the more dense physical human topics so sexuality emotions um, power really like human topics and then the themes above the heart which is all about speaking your truth co-creation intuition and enlightenment or um, yeah pure spirituality becoming Becoming beyond, becoming non-dual. And so the heart is that center point. Now, the heart is a feminine power center. How you can see that in the body? We have literally breasts over here. So breasts going outwards. So this represents in our body, in our system, the heart is a feminine power center, a power center for women. We give the gift here. And so as the heart is considered basically the entry point, the door into the temple of Tantra, that's why um, very often the feminine invites the masculine onto this path. Now, another reason besides that is that Tantra teaches this journey from sex to superconscious, basically from the very root, which is all about our sexual instinctual nature, pure biology. Uh, from that standpoint, we're just here to procreate, to create the next version of ourselves and to travel and connect that part of ourselves to the exact opposite which is superconsciousness, is the crown chakra, which is our pure spiritual essence. Now, we all have these aspects, but specifically when it comes to uh, women and the feminine uh, biology and system, for example, when it comes to orgasm, for the feminine orgasm, and so the sex center is often uh, more automatically already connected to a sense of spirituality. Um, it's like connected to the lower belly, to the heart, to the third eye. Those are the feminine power centers. And so orgasmicness in general for women is already um, a way to connect to superconsciousness. Because most likely when you've had orgasms, you can totally, if you had a really beautiful 
opening, relaxing, softening kind of orgasm, it gets you into a space where you're like, whoa, kind of like spacing out. Sometimes you have visions. Sometimes you feel just beyond in, in full bliss and ecstasy. Now, specifically for the male brain, um, in the masculine brain, the orgasmicness and sexuality is connected to the reptilian brain. And so that means that even if they have an orgasm, there will always be a part of their brain alert and active. Now, biology designed that in a very smart way, because imagine we're having sex or making love thousands of years ago, and here we are in the middle of a, a jungle, and potentially a tiger could jump out of the bushes at any moment, and we're making love, doing the act to procreate, and so... Remember that instinctual nature is all about survival too. And so the nature designed it in such a way that at least one of us is not just like going beyond and spacing out, becoming one with the universe and just basically leaving this planet before coming back and landing in your body. So there is one of us, the, the masculine, the men, that stays alert and that stays in that sense in its task, in the role of being a protector and provider and offering that safety and security. And so that's not to say that men cannot have these out of this world orgasmic experiences really connecting sex to super consciousness and having full body ecstasy ecstasy and full body orgasms and full body bliss however they will have to practice a little bit more for that um, because in general the energy will will want to go more down and out and the reptilian brain will be always activated and so this is to say that in general, when it comes to the tantric principles or teachings, initially that can be more familiar or more enticing to the feminine than it is to the masculine. And so that's another reason why the feminine the feminine is basically the inspiration for the masculine to come onto this path. And then from there, the masculine becomes... Um, also a, a guider and a, a and really put into his masculine role of leading and and walking the path and then you can start to walk together both in your own essence and power. Now, specifically when it comes to my relationship and my journey into tantra, um, it was kind of the other way around because officially Modesta invited me to come onto the tantra path. He invited me to join this couple's training, this soulmate training. Um, so in that sense, he invited me, although he um, got actually initiated by another woman. So I've, we've had beautiful chats about this to understand, like, how did you get in touch with, with Tantra? And we probably should uh, record a podcast episode with him one day and for him to explain, like, how did he... How did he get connected to Tantra and Tantra teachings? How did he start walking this path? Because basically when I met him, he'd already been practicing Tantra for many, many years. So he was quite experienced. Um, however, in his story, when you trace it back, there was one woman that was really inspiring to him and that invited him basically onto the path that like was sharing that he basically felt like a, a natural tantric lover and he's like what does that mean and so he started researching and started reading books and then she invited him to come to one of the trainings where she was attending as well and so because he was very attracted to that woman and inspired he started walking the tantra path um, and if I look really clearly at okay how did I then attract a man that was 
already so tantric so that I had the luxury of getting invited onto the path myself instead of me having to be the initiatress in that sense. However, what I had been doing in all the years leading up to me meeting him and having this invitation of of walking this path together and and going on this beautiful co-creation journey was that I had done so much work to really become clear on what it is that I wanted and what kind of relationship that I was calling in and basically becoming a match within my system, um, a match within my feminine being, within my feminine power to attract uh, a a man, a match that would, that's able to meet that. And so I was not coming from a like demanding, harsh kind of space in that, but I was super inspired through my own journey of relating. And at that point in time, I was really clear on like, I'm attracting someone to co-create with, someone that's also excited about learning and growing together and that is inspired to create life together. And I'm not sure exactly how that relationship is gonna look, but I want to co-create and figure that out. And in order to do that, well, like if I'm standing in that truth, yeah, attracting a partner that is also wanting that makes a lot of sense. And so then I got in, invited in the sense of he took the lead in really getting clear on then how that co-creation looked, which was, okay, we're starting with this tantra training for couples. And from there we're, um, yeah, we're doing this together and walking this path together and becoming each other's basically mirror and uh, inspiration to grow and to become better versions of ourselves. And for sure, that has been one of the most soul-fulfilling feelings and experiences of my life so far. And I'm forever grateful that we're walking this path together. And it's definitely not an easy path. There's also this beautiful quote when it comes to couples walking the Tantra path, or you can say the self-development path together. And that is um, walking the, the Tantra path as a couple is the fastest path to enlightenment yet it is like walking on a razor's edge that's the the quote and basically to dissect it for a moment is that if you decide to step on this path of self-development of growing of rising in love and devotion and at the same time meditation and witnessing witnessing and becoming more and more aware and conscious so walking this path toward Uh, you could say enlightenment or towards the ultimate truth, whatever you want to call it, whatever resonates for you as a couple is the fastest path to enlightenment. So for sure, because when you're committing to support each other in that and to grow together, you're going so freaking fast um, because you're each other's mirror. You have like a straight reflection, a mirror, a constant like anchoring point right there all the time. So it really uh, makes that you can go way faster At the same time, it's like walking on a razor's edge. So it actually becomes like an art to then walk that path and not to constantly fall off that razor's edge. In the sense of when you fall off the razor's edge, what we're talking about is uh, entanglements, uh, emotional entanglements, um, trauma that comes in there, communication issues, uh, things around sexuality or desire, uh, all kinds of things that we bump into in relationships and all kinds of struggles that we're having. Of course, yeah, when you're with a couple, that becomes way more challenging. So it is for sure an invitation that if you're feeling called to do this together with a partner, it's um, a massive, massive call into like a next level, into an up level. And so in order to do that with your partner or to attract a partner that is ready for that, 
what is actually essential is that you are really strongly connected and rooted and anchored within your own being. Uh, specifically for women, this is a, a big topic in the sense of when we're looking at our biological instinctual nature, we are designed uh, and our psychology dr like is built around the other. There is, again, a reason for that because uh, when we're going back into ancient times and we're just having jungle and, and kind of this, this primal survival game that we're playing it's important that as women we are in general physically a little bit smaller and weaker to be connected uh, and protected and provided for by something that's bigger and stronger someone that's bigger and stronger and so our nature our psychology is designed to please to melt to merge to adapt around the other we focus often around the other and so specifically when we get into a relationship it's just something to be really aware of it's not something to blame or shame so sometimes we get into these days there's this whole um topic around like becoming codependent and women shouldn't be codependent and we're too needy you shouldn't get attached and I love um, how my tantra teacher responds to this this subject when she hears the word codependent she like rolls her eyes and she's like fuck that term um, it's like it's it's just again another way to blame and shame women to disconnect them from their true nature um, and to to basically sidetrack instead of just seeing like, okay, in general, the feminine biology is more malleable, is adaptable, will form and shape around our, each uh, around the other. Our psychology is built around that. That's our nature. So there's no point in shaming and blaming becoming codependent. She even shares this really powerful fact that if a man ejaculates inside of a woman, there is like an addictive substance in the semen uh, that makes the woman addictive to the man for at least one moon cycle. The reason being purely uh, looking at biology again is that now when a man ejaculates inside of her, she has the potential of being pregnant. And so there's one menstruation cycle, like about 30 days, she will stay addictive in the sense of she'll be drawn to be close, to attach, to um, be close to the to the men in order to just make sure that if she's pregnant, she has someone that's there to protect and provide for her because then she basically becomes really vulnerable because for the next nine months, she's growing life, a baby inside of her that has to give birth, raise the baby. And so that's a really tough job doing that by yourself. And so again, nature designed us so smart in such a refined way. And there is no point in trying to deny that, no point in trying to shame or blame it. The only thing that we can really do, and that's where our power comes from, is understanding that, seeing that, being aware of it, bringing this sense of awareness into it. So this non-judgmental attitude of like, okay, I understand, this makes a lot of sense. And when I found out these things, when she shared these facts, there were so many moments where I felt this big sigh of relief of like, okay, so there is nothing wrong with me because I would get confused. I would have a lover and yes, we agreed on before that it was all going to be um, short term. I know what I was getting into. We're just having some fun. It's casual. And still somehow I would feel sad or somehow there was something that was just aching inside of me and I couldn't understand why and I would blame and shame myself of like Jesus don't be such a, a drama queen like don't get it too attached don't be too codependent really confused and so that created this like this this inner struggle within myself which is never helpful and so when I when I heard these things it slowly sort of started sinking in and became helped me to become more aware and just soften in 
uh, in my being, creating more acceptance and self-love of like, oh, okay, so this is what's going on. Not to then use it as an excuse to step into into that pattern in the sense of to give fully in, uh, you can still use your intelligence, creative solutions, uh, communication, like you don't have to act on it, but just the fact that you're aware of it just gives this natural relaxation in my system. And so it really helped me to embrace myself more, to understand, okay, this is what's happening. And at the same time, I can do things. I can find ways to connect back to myself. I can understand that, okay, sometimes I might adapt and shift and go into a cycle where I, I wouldn't say like quote, quote, but lose myself a little bit because I'm malleable. That's also my feminine superpower. Uh, so I can, I can, um, this is one way in which it might play out, but I can like use that power in many different other shapes and forms in my life. So, but like with great power comes great responsibility. So also understanding, okay, what could be the potential quote, quote, downside of it? And how can I, how can I be with that? How can I, basically um, find, again, as I mentioned, creative, intelligent ways to then come back to myself and then to center and ground again in that way without blaming and shaming, just with a lot of self-love. And so this is actually one of the most essential things in general when you want to start walking the Tantra path together with your partner or to really come into a a co-creation relationship is to first of all, connect with yourself. In Tantra, we we say this like there's like three layers when it comes to love or three lessons is like loving yourself then you learn to love another and then you learn to love the whole now that doesn't mean that you have to perfectly and 100% love yourself before you can attract a partner and have like a conscious tantric relationship Um, however there needs to definitely be a foundation of self-love of understanding and acceptance within your own being specifically around understanding what it means to be a woman and to feel the fully like connect to your feminine side and activate those feminine powers. And then from there, you can step into a a different dynamic where you learn to love another and where you inspire each other to become even a better version of yourself, to become even more fully connected to your feminine essence, but also inspire uh, the other one to develop their inner masculine and where you can start to create this dance of masculine and feminine and be each other's inspiration and mirror for that. And then from there, the third lesson is like really learning to love everything and everyone around. Now, as I mentioned, so the feminine is the inspiration for the masculine. So the best thing that you can actually do if you want to invite your man onto the Tantra path and he is resistant is to become that inspiration, to step into your feminine power, your, and activate your feminine leadership. And, Um, a a good thing to realize is that actually these days we have kind of lost this art of inspiring each other in the sense of a woman being in her true feminine essence so she inspires the masculine to level up because the masculine, the men, is designed at its core it's here to serve the feminine, to protect and provide. There is like this deep longing within the masculine to provide that safety and security um, to be that grounding force for the feminine. At the same time, Men really need women. It's not that women also, like we also need men, but really at the core, it's really important to understand how deeply men actually need the feminine. And we sometimes 
forgotten about this. And at this also like without the feminine, basically the masculine wouldn't have a driving force. It wouldn't have the energy to go anywhere. Wouldn't be inspired to do anything. It's because of women. It's because of the feminine, because they want to protect and provide and create that grounding, that container for this feminine quality, which is aliveness, beauty, orgasmicness, play, dance, for that to shine. Um, basically, they they are inspired. That's what they're driven by. And these days, we've kind of lost this art of us being in our feminine, inspiring their masculine to level up and to step up. And we've also really disconnected from this kind of courting game. So if you look into nature, um, if you look into animals, there's these beautiful nature shows. I think I watched a, a bunch on, on Netflix, all about like courting and mating and how animals inspire each other and like do this dance of connecting and then seeing uh, if one is worthy of basically uh, procreating um, with with the feminine. And so there's this whole mating game of the, the male birds will learn like a certain kind of dance and like they like brush their feathers and you name it they really like work on their competence like really building a certain kind of nest and the the feminine or the female bird will only pick one that's yeah most beautiful big secure safe and so they really have to they show them this journey of like how these birds have to learn to build a beautiful nest and how they have to practice and how they then feel and get back up and so because we've lost this the art of courting the art of mating in a way of creating this dance of these two polarities and creating this tension this attraction field between the two um, we've also stopped kind of inspiring each other to be more competent so the feminine is not really asking anymore for men to be like to work on themselves in the sense of to become competent enough to actually mate and date with her um, now this is partially actually created through the birth control pill that got created, which made sex way easier and lower risk also for the feminine. Now, I'm not here to say that it's like totally wrong that the birth control pain pill came into life because it also gave women a lot of freedom, which we didn't have before. But because of that movement and other different reasons, the feminist movement basically the price for sex or the price for connecting and mating has gone really low. And so if the price is really like low, if there's not as much in order to achieve that, then there's not much that people will want to pay for it. So now like kind of zooming that out and um, taking that into a bigger picture, what happens is that uh, many women have stopped inviting men into a next level to level up to be competent like it's the feminine that invites the men to be a king to step up to really show up in this life in order to attract a mate that is um yeah that is like worthy of that and the other way around also at the same time the masculine is not inviting the the, the feminine anymore to to really step up and this is just something to realize and to ponder and reflect upon in, within your own life, within your own being, because this definitely played a role into my life where for a few years I was exploring a lot when it comes to sexuality and, and the sexual, um, yeah, in having like different sex with different partners, different sexual experiences. I don't regret it because I learned a shit ton from it and it really helped me explore and connect to myself. At the same time, when I look back at it now, there was always something that I was missing that wasn't fully clicking that was like frustrating me and, and making me sad and feeling unfulfilled. And if I look 
with the knowledge that I have now and the wisdom that I have now, I can definitely look back on it where there were so many times that I had sex or penetrative sex specifically with a man where most likely, like if I look back at it now, it wasn't really necessary. It wasn't really what I wanted or needed. Um, and I, I just didn't know what else was possible in the sense of I, I didn't know that you can have beautiful sexual experiences or play with that sexual energy beyond having to physically merge your genitals together. And so I'm pretty sure if, if I would have been taught and in general, we've all would have been taught more around our sexual and sexual nature and also the sacredness of that and the power of sexual energy. Um, yeah, we would have been way more discerning and mindful of like how we use that and how we play with it and how we can actually use it to not only just have pleasure, but also to inspire each other to create together and to, in that sense, up level each other. So um, yeah, the, it's really important to understand that you as a, a woman, as a feminine, like in a way, also one of your tasks is to inspire men to level up, to be become more confident, to be that inspiration. And specifically for those that being single, Sarita, my Tantra teacher, says this really fun thing where women are like, well, how do I find a really conscious man that wants to do Tantra with me? Because I feel like there's not enough of those around and I don't seem to be attracting one of those. And she's like, well, if you go on a date, basically one of the first questions that you ask to this person is... Um, do you know about Tantra? Do you know what Tantra is about? Now, if their answer is no, then you're like, okay, are you open to learning about Tantra? And if the answer again is no, she's like, then it's just straight away a goodbye. And that's it. That's where it ends. Because if all of us women would do that, if all of us women would basically uh, ask this question on our first date, it's like, hey, do you know about Tantra? Maybe they don't. Okay, that's all right. But are you open to learning Tantra? Uh, and if the answer again is no, and then just be like, okay, that's it. Then men, at some point, there will be this button that switches of like, wait a minute, what is this Tantra all about? Because I constantly keep asked if I know about Tantra and uh, if I'm open to learning. And she basically tends to run away when I say no to that. So they probably will be sparked in the sense of this is a beautiful woman. I want to date her. How do I do that? Well, there seems to be only one way in that. There's like a non-negotiable, it seems, and that is learning about Tantra. So let me go and study and learn about Tantra. And then, yeah, then I'm worthy or can attract these women and hopefully can date and potentially mate with them. So this could be a very interesting trick specifically for the single women here to start, start asking that straight away, specifically if you desire to walk tantra together or to co-create and to have a relationship that's more conscious and and co-created then this would be something to ask instead of um just kind of being like i don't know like doing the normal thing how we we go and we message and we play this kind of unclear game of like i don't know where this is heading we might have sex really fast and then we get like all confused and like he pulls away i come closer and anyways we play all kinds of cards and games. I've many I played many of those as well. <laughs> I would play often the kind of cool card of like, I don't care, I can do casual things and I'm totally all right. Well, deep down, I actually was just longing for love and longing for connection and longing for partnership and never really dared to admit that or dare to admit that to men because I thought they would, um, yeah, make fun of me or see me as too needy or attached or all these stories again. And, and this is how we create this game, which is not leading us anywhere. Because I think it's also really good to know is that the, the masculine or men are not like 
I've never leaned into this story of like there's not enough conscious or um, aware men because there are so many of them and the way to fight them and to attract them is to become just a match for that. So that's my, my biggest invitation. And so we're getting now towards the point of, okay, what, what can you now really do? So what won't work and how to, um, yeah, what does work in the sense of if you want to invite your partner onto the Tantra path and initially is he's resistant. First, I wanted to give a little glimpse into the kind of couples that were in our last bridge immersion. So the bridge immersion is like a intro to Tantra weekend specifically designed for couples that me and my partner Modestas have created and are running in the Netherlands in person. The first edition we ran last April and we had a beautiful couple. We sold out within 48 hours, a beautiful group of 10 couples, super diverse. Um, so all kinds of ages uh, in the sense of in somewhere in their 20s, some in their 30s, some in their 40s, some even in their 50s. Some have been married and together for over 20 years with three kids that are already in their teens. Others um, were just forming and just have been dating for a few months. Um, to others had just a newborn baby of three months and they still found a way to come to the training. So literally, yeah, different nationalities. So it was a super diverse group. However, there were... I would say one, max two, really uh, common factors in, in these couples. Um, one of those was they were all really curious about growing and learning together in a sense of curious about Tantra. I'd heard of that quite new to Tantra in general as well. Um, but the biggest common factor which came out when we were doing the first kind of opening circle where we were just sharing your name, where you're from and yeah, why you're here, what brought you here was that so basically all the men in that group were sharing something along the lines of like, well, she came up with this um, and I just totally trust her. And I know that I feel very much out of my comfort zone and I actually have no clue. But over time, it's been shown that if I listen to her, if she feels that we need to do something and I trust that and I make it happen, it always ends up being something amazing. We always get into a place which is better than we were before. And so I just trust her so much and I'm inspired by her so much that basically because of her, I'm here. I don't know, really know what to do here. I'm very far out of my comfort zone. I have no clue what Tantra is, but she told me to be here, to come with her. And so I guess here I am. And it was so sweet because it was coming from such a true and loving space and such a respectful space. Um, and that doesn't mean to say that these couples didn't have to go through their own little journey of like, yeah, okay, are we doing this together? To taking that decision together, to taking that leap, to making that investment. That is already half of the transformation um, that is necessary in order for you to receive this beautiful work and to step onto this path and to receive these teachings. So see that as part of the process, part of the journey. Um, but do know that basically all of these men were just inspired by their woman, were trusting their, their woman because she had shown over time um, her light in the sense of trusting her intuition and he dared to follow that he in that sense she was leading in a way but in the feminine way and so this brings me to what works and what doesn't work when it comes to really inviting your man or your partner to join you on the tantra path now what really doesn't work is demanding forcing nagging complaining of like you never want to do this why don't you want to do this like I want to do this otherwise there's no other way around like yada 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 so 
the really kind of like unhealthy masculine approach really is not inspiring because if we're as women coming from that masculine controlling demanding kind of place or when we're coming from this kind of unhealthy feminine this like this victim of complaining and nagging it doesn't inspire uh, them at all and again we need to be that inspiration that light that the masculine wants to show up for that the masculine wants to follow then they'll come with that's feminine leadership and so this yeah the masculine approach if you're coming from your masculine then it will basically if he's in his masculine be like masculine masculine you create two plus magnets it becomes like a fight they don't connect they don't click or when you're um yeah in an unhealthy feminine and uh he's then also basically being kind of like pushed or yeah you're coming from your masculine and he's more in his feminine and you're just both like nah it doesn't it doesn't work either because then there's just no energy so you need to find that beautiful dance where it just clicks where you're such in a in your beautiful like minus pole in your receptive pole that his masculine is inspired to just match that and to trust it and to take that leap and to jump and make that jump and show up um and so what works is basically you being in your feminine, you connecting to your feminine power centers, you shining, you feeling amazing about yourself, you loving yourself up. That is what's truly inspiring. And from there, you can invite, you can inspire, you can be receptive, you can be gentle and loving, yet fierce and very clear. So specifically when it comes to feminine leadership, I'll give an example because I've been diving a lot into this subject um, of like, what is true feminine leadership? How does that look? And it's so beautiful. I'm currently in a Tantra teacher training here and I'm getting often this beautiful reflection from people of like, you're so soft and gentle, yet so clear and fierce and strong. And uh, for me, that's such a beautiful reflection of the work that I've been doing on cultivating and connecting really to what it means to be a feminine leader. So um, to be connected to my feminine power centers, my lower belly, my heart, my third eye. So to my uh, unconditional love, to intuition, to my emotions, to my sense of feeling, to deeply trust that and to let myself be guided by that. And um, in which this showed up really clearly in my life in the past like six months was during a massive life transition where I really felt super strongly and I've been feeling it for a while, but suddenly it became super clear. This intuitive feeling of like, I need to spend more time in Europe. Um, I want to let go of this house in Bali. Something needs to shift. I don't exactly know why, but I need to go to Europe. I feel there's something there. I'm not, yeah, again, not sure exactly. The logics were not there. And so I would start sharing that. I would start sharing this to Modestus, to my partner, uh, share about my intuition, um, ask for him to just listen, for that to just be received without straight away having to act on it or without having to clarify it or make it logic because I couldn't. But I would, yeah, really share that feeling and this desire. And at first it would confuse him or it would be like, but what does that mean? Can you give me more practicalities? Because like, I don't know, like how are we going to do that? Um, and so it would it would create a little bit of this like um, 
yeah, this, this, okay, okay, some change. It created this, like, what, what is happening? Um, now, instead of me also then starting to question my intuition and, and then either not moving or reacting back or whatever was happening, I just stayed super loving, super connected of like, I know that this is what I need to do. This is what I would really, really love. And I feel in my entire being that this is where I'm pulled towards. And I would love to invite you to come with me. I would love to do this with you. I feel... I feel there is that pull. Now, we both had to separately go and then into our own little, okay, um, uh, little reflection mode in the sense of him also figuring out, okay, I would love to come with her, but what does that mean to me? Is my soul calling me that direction too? And then how does that look? And eventually we ended up finding a way for that to really click and to match and to be like, okay, he could really be like, yes, I'm coming with you. I'm following you. I'm trusting you. And he came with. And another example was more with my family. Like I've been really feeling this call to go back to Switzerland, to the mountains, to spend time there. And we used to do that with our family all the time in the winters. And it would be such a beautiful connecting space. Like it would, it would be like memories that we will never forget. The time was so beautiful. And remember the feminine we're all about connection. We're built about connection and love. We value connection or love. Our system knows that so well. So that's what we're here to do, to bring connection, to share love, to invite that more into our lives, into our worlds, into our families, into our wherever we're at, into our work. And so specifically with my family here, I felt that. So I was like, I'm going to Switzerland. I feel really called to be there. I would love for you to be there too. Now, at first, my dad would be, I'm not sure if we can make that happen. And our sister would be like, I don't know. All kinds of, again, like logic sticks. They're not sure. I'm like, okay, I get that. I would receive it. I wouldn't respond. I wouldn't become demanding. I would just keep being in this playful um, inspiring mode of like and at the same time clear that this is what I'm going to do and I really feel called that they should come with me that they're invited into that but I wouldn't force now in the end what happened it was very last minute but in the last week um, leading up to that trip to Switzerland they suddenly everything fell into place and they suddenly all came like my dad came my two sisters came their partners came and we were all there and we had such a beautiful rewiring such a beautiful connection beautiful memories and this is yeah it was very very special and so to me these two examples in the past like six months so clearly showed how feminine leadership works and it's an art it's delicate and so because if you're expressing a desire that's vulnerable you're stepping into this vulnerability expressing your heart's longing and desire and you might receive a no and that's scary but what is worse is you not expressing that and then becoming resentful or starting to blame you and disconnect yourself from your aliveness. So it's so worth to listen to your own intuition, to what brings you aliveness. And if you're feeling called, like with specifically in your partnership as the woman, as the feminine, you're always going to be the one in that sense leading when it comes to relationships, when it comes to connection, when it comes to love, because that's what you're valued around like but that's what your system is noticing that is your power center um so be that inspiration and then find this balance between being gentle and loving so receptive because the feminine still in its in its power it's receptivity so i love this visualization of the feminine power is like water the masculine like a rock and so the feminine, it melts, it moves around, it receives the rock, but at the same time, it can move and smash the rock whenever it needs to. So it can sh shape shift. Um, so the feminine power is always receptive. So being in your feminine leadership, you 
you are still in this kind of like receptive way of being where you attract it towards yourself, where you allure and seduce. And sometimes this has a negative connotation um, because, yeah, we've been blamed or shamed uh, and it's all this like uh, witch movement of like, like yeah, you can't, uh, can't seduce and manipulation is definitely a, um, a very, could be a very unhealthy expression, but there's also a healthy uh, variation of it or a healthy expression of it being that attracting force, being that flower that the bee just wants to come to. So you need to be that super juicy, beautiful flower. Now, at the same time, it's not a passive thing. It's not that you're just like, okay, I'm just waiting. And I guess if he doesn't want to show up, then I'll just, I hope for the best. And I try to be inspiring. And maybe it's someday he steps up. It's like, no, at the same time, you're being fierce, you're being strong, and you're being very clear of like, this is where I'm going. This is where I'm heading. This is what needs to happen. I feel it super strongly. You are invited. Are you coming with me? And then give it some time and space. Give it some time to melt in the sense of see how he shows up. See if you can support each other. At the same time, stay responsible for your own feelings, whether it's disappointment. Move it, express it, feel it, be it. Like Move through your own layers, do your own work. And then... I'm pretty sure that um, whether it's with your current partner, he'll will step up for you. He will want to come with you and join you, or you will be able to attract a partner that is able to meet you there and where you can co-create with. So, ah, that was uh, my my pep talk basically on on how to invite your man onto the tantra path. I hope that you are inspired and. Again, at the core of it, I really hope you're mainly inspired to follow your own soul's calling and to connect so deeply to your feminine essence, to your feminine energy, to really what it means to be a woman and start learning, connecting to that. Become that inspiration, like bring that aliveness for yourself because it's so freaking amazing to feel that within your own system, to feel that strength. And again, at the same time, to be this fluid and soft to have this beautiful combination of the two and start being an inspiration for people around you and for the masculine to show up and this is also the art behind surrendering more deeply if you're struggling with like why is he not leading me learning to surrender is essential learning to receive is essential as well um, so this has all is all linked to the to the same same topic now to answer one last kind of like question when it comes to, okay, now what if he really says no? Because that's the biggest fear. Like what if I really, I open myself so fully for this and he doesn't say no. So maybe it's actually better not to ask this fear for disappointment. But again, I already addressed that a little bit. It's not worth uh, closing yourself down and not following what you need to be doing um, just because of a fear of what the other person will say. So the invitation is like, just dare to be courageous, dare to step up and trust that the the right thing, the answer will come after that. So maybe he says no, that doesn't mean per se it's the the end of the relationship. It might mean, okay, I ha you have to go into your own path and do your own search to to step into who you need to be. And at some point that will align and match again and he will show up. Maybe, yeah, this relationship is, is not sustainable. That could also happen at some point. And you'll have to let go of that in order to at some point find someone you can actually co-create with. But again, just know that in general, um, the masculine really wants to show up for the feminine, really wants to serve, wants to protect, wants to be close. Um, and the only thing that really needs to happen is for you to be that 
inspiration and that safety also for him to dare to take that vulnerable step because it's also a really scary vulnerable step for men for both of you so start to see that vulnerability and have beautiful open conversations on this share your feelings share what's happening for you share what's really going on share your vulnerability so vulnerability this is is essential then to make it really practical because what also really works for the masculine is to give logistics if to give practicalities what does it really mean what to expect what do i need to do because the masculine in the end values this clarity is the one that creates the framework makes it happen brings it into the practical world so when you're being that inspiration allowing him to then like be that a guiding force then let him lead you in the sense of actually showing up there and going there and so what really helps is often also to just give practical informations and inspirations and data and input so he just understands and can make a decision also from his valued perspective of like okay my woman wants this how am I going to make this happen please give me all the information so I can actually make a make up a plan and make this happen and so um, please download the uh, bridge info package we really created a super beautiful info package um, consisting of i think about like 15 pages which super clearly describe what to expect uh, what it's all about who we are there's frequently asked questions in there which are really really helpful too so read those frequently asked questions because there's questions around like do we exchange partners just a quick answer no you're not exchanging partners so you don't have to worry about that this training is specifically designed for you as a couple um, so you're doing the practices together you're dedicating and learning and being each other's mirror another question for example is like what are we going to be naked and a fear people often have do i have to be naked no you don't have to be naked so again no no need to worry about that um and uh, last question of like okay but my man is not so spiritual and now like what do we do or I'm not so spiritual is it going to be too woohoo uh, because Tantra is often linked also to that and there is such a beautiful answer also written there so you can let him read that but to give that little transmission is just to be like hey the Tantra teaches you about all aspects of being human one of those is spirituality but there is like a shit ton of other aspects which it also teaches you about and so in the bridge immersion we talk about and we dive into so many different aspects into emotions into communication into sexuality and intimacy um and there might be aspects of, of spirituality but that's actually not the main focus we're really giving you tools practical tools to manage day-to-day -day problems and challenges in your life and to create just a better foundation of connection, a more efficient way. Um, so uh, efficiency goes up and it will take way, way, way less time um, to, to be aligned with your partner. Uh, talking about efficiency often helps with men too. So the question is not like, is this too woohoo? The question is like, hey, is your relationship important? Is your relationship a priority? Is um, growing and learning together a priority? Is intimacy and connection and great sex and just amazing communication, is that a priority? Is that what you want in your life? Now, to most of us, that's yes. So if the answer to that is yes, then the bridge immersion, then Tantra is the way to go. That's for you. So that's the only thing that you need to know. You don't have to think about if, what if I'm yeah not so spiritual. So again, download the bridge info package, read through it with your partner. All the details are in there and please feel free to reach out to me as well, to reach out to us. We can answer that. 
And uh, another thing I highly recommend is listening to different podcast episodes. We have so many beautiful podcast episodes here, which are super inspiring. So listening to those together can be really helpful. Another thing that uh, we've seen worked really well, we had a couple where she had been working with me for a long time. He hasn't really done any self-development work or any experience when it comes to Tantra and she's like I don't know how do I bring him onto this path how how do I do that how do I invite him and we actually ended up giving them a, a one-on-one session we don't do these super often um, but yeah if you're feeling like you can use some support uh, we can always have a little chat and we can even have a little online session but also we have the bridge online course which offers like three tantric dates a really easy way in to get to know us better but basically we had a, a one-on-one session with them and through that session he was like oh my god I get it now Tantra is freaking cool I want to learn more and now they're coming to the next bridge immersion and so the next bridge immersion is happening in November in the Netherlands we're flying all the way in from the other side of the world to be there for a few weeks to host and to share this beautiful work in person with you so um, please if you're feeling the call reach out come join us Um, it's 17 18 19th of November Um, There's a link in the podcast description. You can put yourself on the wait list. Um, In that sense, also, you'll stay updated on NextBridge Immersions and you'll receive the info package straight away. Now, lastly, to wrap it up, if you're like either you're single or you feel like actually I feel called to do more work on myself first to really connect to my feminine essence or maybe you want to do both. um, I have something super exciting. I've been working on this behind the scenes for a long time and I'm I'm feeling, okay. I'm going to start sharing it. This is the time. This is the moment. Uh, Let's let's launch this. It's called The Great Love Experiment. It's my brand new online group program for women, which comes with a, a beautiful library of resources as well, um, which I'll be going to be working on and it's only going to be expanding and growing. And so this group program is specifically designed for you to connect to your feminine power centers, to basically enter through that door of the heart, the great love experiment, and to start loving all these aspects of yourself. So it's your menstruation cycle, your body, your emotions, your feelings, your heart, learning to love men, learning about conscious relating and what's that all about and teaching you so many beautiful tools and giving you a powerful transmission on love and making love the, the core common the red thread in your life and so the great love experiment is coming very very soon this fall and so in the link of this podcast description there is going to be a place where you can put yourself on the wait list there you'll be the first to receive the best offer the first chance to sign up and to stay tuned about this really beautiful new offering that's coming to you and I can't wait to share this really special work with you that it completely changed my life. Um, I went from, yeah, feeling lost in when it comes to my sexuality, not able to have orgasms, um, just knowing, not knowing where to go to basically completely changing my life around, um, not stepping into the corporate career path, but moving to Bali, setting my own business, setting up my own business, um, fully, yeah, learning what it means to be a woman from there, attracting my soulmate and, more to come, I'm pretty sure. So um, I I cannot wait to help you turn your ordinary life into a massive, beautiful, real love story. 
And so if you're feeling inspired, put yourself on the wait list. I really hope to see you there. Please feel free to reach out with any questions, any comments, any insights. I love connecting to you so much. It really helps me to be inspired to record these podcast episodes, to share this wisdom. So please reach out and hope stop before you leave this space one more essential key to understand when it comes to how to invite him into tantra i originally forgot to share this or dive into this specifically during the episode then i had a beautiful conversation with my partner about the episode and i realized this is still something i really need to add which is the masculine perspective and something you really need to understand when it comes to men now because I've been diving into this episode into the heart being the doorway into Tantra, that's why the feminine in general initiates men onto the Tantra path. Now, it can be very easy from that point of view to start thinking, okay, so I need to bring him into his heart. And this is something that's been happening a lot with men and is happening a lot these days is that we constantly are asking men to be in their heart, connect more to love, be more loving, just feel, just open up in your heart. However, uh, as I mentioned also, and I dove into masculine versus feminine power centers, the heart is actually not a masculine power center. And a really good example of um, how it's easier for women to relate to this ask, because for us, it's really easy to ask, um, um, just come to the heart, like just connect from the heart first, then then I can open up sexually or then we can, can dive deeper. I first want to feel you. It's because that's how we uh, are wired that's what we value that's our power center so we connect through that space and then open up more sexually into different areas of relating however for the men for men it's exactly the other way around so their main power center is their sex center and so us asking oh just open your heart to men is basically the same as if they were asking just open your legs and if we would hear that, like even when I say it right now, I'm like, what do you mean open my legs? I'm not just going to open my legs. Um, but that's uh, exactly the same thing for them when we ask, just open your heart. And it might be hard to understand that at first, but it's really important to start grasping this. Because if you want to initiate men, if you want to invite men onto the Tantra path, it's essential to understand how they can step in through the heart, basically, how they open up into their heart, how they open up to love. And they open up to love through their sex center. We have this beautiful principle, this concept in Tantra, which we call the spiral to heaven principle. It's one of the, the best things to start learning. And we teach really beautiful um, massage and conscious touch and other kind of exercises around this principle, as this is the way into bliss and ecstasy. But the spiral to heaven is different for men versus women. And this is where a lot of, um, by not understanding this concept and because you're not taught this concept, what happens is that often we start mismatching and miscommunicating when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to intimacy, when it comes to love, and things seem to become really confusing. And so from the feminine perspective, it's like, what is wrong with you? But also from the masculine perspective, we don't then start to basically not be understood by each other. And instead of having this beautiful bridge of being opposites and that naturally being allowed to happen and uplifting each other to become more fully ourselves and just this natural principle of um, the masculine and the feminine merging and melting together because we are designed like lock and key. What starts happening is the that we're actually distancing and creating more of a gap between the two because we just don't understand the differences. So the spiral to heaven concept basically describes 
what is your pathway to next level bliss and ecstasy? And for men and women, this is different. So for women, it's more the spiral grows from outside all the way in. So it goes from out towards the center, towards the sexuality. So that means actually we open into that um, spiral or we open the door towards our spiral to bliss and ecstasy, spiral to heaven through our heart. For men, it's the other way around. They open up to that through their sex center. And as I mentioned just before, men open up into their heart. Their heart will open. They will open up to love when they're honored and respected in their sex center. And so this is actually essential to understand if you want to really quickly inspire him to walk the tantra path with you is to start respecting his sexuality, to start respecting his power centers, because then he'll feel suddenly super empowered and seen and understood and respected. And that will make him soften and open up in his heart and and really feel the draw to next level uh, connection and intimacy on all levels and be inspired to enter the Tantra path. Now, when I say this, like, okay, respecting his sexuality, um, honoring his power centers, like, okay, practically, how does that look? I'll give you a little glimpse. And besides that, I'm just going to invite you to either come to the Bridge Immersion or uh, follow one of the workshops or to sign up for the Great Love Experiment, the the um, new group program for women that I'm going to be hosting, as we'll be diving way more deeply into this. But just to give you a little bit of a glimpse of what that means is, first of all, it's essential to start seeing sex and sexuality as something bigger than just, okay, our genitals merge, um, we have penetrative sex, and it's this thing that we do behind closed doors doors in the bedroom. Sex and sexuality is something way more expanded. Sexual energy is one of the most powerful um, energy sources that you have access to within your body. It's also called your life force energy. It's called creative energy. It's that energy that gives you a spark. And that energy can be played with and used for many different uh, reasons except uh, and not just procreation and pleasure. There's also such a thing to use it for inspiration, for creativity, for transformation, for healing. And so learning about this is actually essential and to start understanding that you can honor and worship his sex center without now having to like jerk him off or giving a blowjob because that's often what women's brain straight away goes to. And then I'm like, well, but I don't order to have sex with them. And I'm like, well, but what about me? I want to feel connected. I'm just going to have sex. So I'm not saying have sex with a man, honor and worship his sex center. Be respectful of that power center. Um, specifically, if you're in an intimate relationship, a beautiful way to do this is actually to bow down, to hold his lingam. And specifically when you're getting intimate, instead of just, okay, like caressing him a little bit on the shoulder or here, or first a little bit of kissing or doing that, a little bit of touch, because that's what we as women would like to receive. And then slowly, slowly we get to maybe the genitals or I don't know, some more exciting places, but we take our time with that. Now for men, this is actually really, really frustrating very often because they're like, I just want to be honored and worshiped in my sex center. And then we can spread the energy around. So this is actually the art of being a feminine initiatress or the tantric initiatress. She knows the art of um, of this spiral to heaven concept. She knows the art of these tantric principles of using sexual energy to inspire, to attract, to heal, to create, to transform. And she knows how to understand men and how to really 
uh, devote and honor and worship them. So they feel super empowered, super respected, and then show up and lead them um, and deep into deep surrender, um, into this deep let go, into this possibility to receive fully. So this is an actual art that you can learn and that is essential if you want to really invite him onto the Tantra path. And this would be one of the fastest ways. We actually hosted a workshop called the Understanding Men Workshop not long ago as well. You can still catch the recording. I'll also drop that link down in the podcast description but just keep this in mind learning to understand your man and really empower him in his masculinity um, will for sure he will for sure notice that and be like what is changing what is happening here where did you learn this i want more of this um, because this feels freaking amazing so keep that in mind and with that being said one more beautiful invitation to sign up for the waitlist of the great love experiment because this is where we're going to learn that art of being this tantric initiatress in the sense of connecting and being so deeply into your feminine power centers and then from there understanding and learning about the masculine learning about conscious relationships and how to apply this in daily life So thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope to see you in the next one.